and welcome to a new episode of Down the Rabbit Hole, episode number 31. Wow. Yes, 31. Uh, last week we had the Ig Nobel Prize. Oh, the Ig Nobles, there we go. And soon we will make another one about the Nobel Prizes, right? Because they are finishing right now. All right. Um, yeah, because Bob Dylan got the um, Ig, uh, the Nobel Prize for Literature, yeah. was it? I think? Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> well, not really. No, 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 no. Yeah, it has been announced. <laughs> but... <laughs> or maybe not here. Who knows? <laughs> now, uh, Carl? Yeah. How are you? I'm fine. I'm, obviously, I'm just going to refer briefly to the weather. Yes. Um, the weather is sponsored by your company. Yeah, Insert your name here. here. Right? Um, obviously, um, we're now kind of into autumn and it is becoming... We're having a lovely day, generally, uh-huh. but cool. Yeah. Um, so, again, if you live in Cluj, you can just look out the window. Yes. And if you're anywhere else, you probably don't care. Mm-hmm. But this is a public service. Yes. I, I feel I'm doing <laughs> a good job. Speaking about autumn, yesterday I saw a meme oh, yeah. saying what uh, we think or we would like autumn to be or something like that was right. saying. Right. And, you know... Uh, uh, the trees, uh, all the all the colors of the leaves, in the leaves and the leaves falling, yeah. very nice, and yeah. the sun, you know, in the uh, winter going sun. down, yeah. Mm. <laughs> what it, the, in the reality, a guy with an umbrella under <laughs> a heavy rain, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. yeah. Yeah. which reminds me, last night when I um, got got back from going out socially mm-hmm. uh, in the dark, uh, I tripped over an open umbrella. What? In the dark. Okay. But that's another story. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Might, might be your lucky day. Your is, lucky night. Is that meant to be lucky? I don't know, but you found an umbrella. An open umbrella. An open umbrella. Isn't that uncommon? Uh, possibly. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> the mystery umbrella, yeah. right? Anyway, that's enough of my Yes, that's nonsense. enough of that. Because we are starting now. Episode number 31 related to... Mars. Mars. And why Mars? Hmm. In the last weeks, there has been a lot of uh, attention, attention media. news for us about Mars again, hmm. after uh, Elon Musk hmm. revealed his plan for colonizing Mars. Yeah. So after this, there has been again such a hype about Mars. A flurry of yes. various... So in this new uh, binary set of podcasts, we're hmm. going to talk about Mars and hmm. colonizing Mars. Yeah. And oh. we're going to start with some facts, as always. Yeah, a few facts. Yes. And the most simple one, mm. Mars is the fourth planet of the solar system. That's right. It's our neighbor. Our immediate neighbor. Immediate neighbor. And uh, obviously has figured a lot in our mythology and uh, Oh, yes. History. Yes. And it's about half the size of Earth. It is. But much less dense. Mm-hmm. Yes. Only about 11%. So uh, but maybe it's hollow. Ah, yeah. yeah. I never thought of that. But because yeah. it's less dense, also mm. the gravity is less. That's right, about 38%. So uh-huh. you could, that would probably feel quite nice, actually. Wouldn't mm-hmm. It? Mm-hmm. You'd have a very light step. Yeah, you would walk easier, faster. Your, your sciatica would not oh, yeah. be as bad. We'll right? be bothering there, yeah, it of course. Not as much, right? No. But then you'd probably do something crazy and jump uh-huh. or something. Now, another 
thinking or characteristic of Mars, a which nose. I don't know if it's a, like an issue or could be an issue, mm -hmm. is that the surface material is practically dominated by iron oxide. Yeah, rust. Rust. Yeah. Everything, the planet is rusted. Yeah. It's old guy. It's a very rusty place. Yeah. Um, now, either somebody's been very, very untidy, <laughs> <laughs> or more likely it's to do with the geology. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think is. Um, there's no magnetic field. Uh-huh. So there's no protection or big protection. Uh, from losing the atmosphere, which is why it's lost its atmosphere. There's uh -huh. no magnetosphere. Uh -huh. So there's no magnetosphere. So the solar wind over billions of years has stripped away the atmosphere. Uh-huh. Um, now, the atmos at atmospheric pressure is approximately one 100 Ten, one hundred, one hundredth, one hundredth of Earth's one. That's right. So yeah. it's not the kind of place to go out walking without your spacesuit on, right? No, exactly. That could lead to many problems uh -huh. quickly. And something that has been mentioned a lot everywhere, actually, mm. or it's kind of common knowledge, I think, because of movies and so on. Yeah, yeah. 96% of the atmosphere is carbon dioxide. Yeah, which is... What we're trying to avoid. In our planet. Yeah. We're, this is what we're doing to our planet. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I remember when I was a kid, I said, why don't they just take some plants and plant some trees there? Yeah. You know, to... To recycle, suck it up. Yeah, right? suck yeah. all the carbon dioxide. Which is, of course, what the, like, the Amazon does. They yeah. They call the Amazon the lungs of the world, right? Yeah. Because it sucks in all this... All the carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide and stores it, converts it into... Tree material and uh -huh. these are oxygen. Oxygen. Uh -huh. So, no trees on Mars, right? Mm, not for although, now, I suppose. Although I did, there is actually, when we were doing research for this, there is a picked picture, allegedly, of, of some kind of trees, trees on Mars. Yeah. But as, there was, as the photo was taken from orbit, these are big trees, right? Yeah. Of the, course, uh, uh, there's almost no left liquid water on the surface. They, we know now that there's water. The, there is. The, uh, there can be liquid water for very short periods at very low uh -huh. uh, altitudes. Yes. Um, or it's thought. It has actually been observed by by the Mars obs Observer, I think it is. Yes, how some materials running moving, down, moving, yeah. yeah, running down a running crater down. wall or whatever it is. Uh -huh. So they think... They think it might be brackish water from underground, from some some kind of Source aquifer or permafrost yeah. or something. So the problem is because, of course, the uh, atmospheric pressure is so low, as soon as you have liquid water on the surface, Boom. it just uh, instantly vaporizes. Yeah. It like boils. Uh -huh. it. Uh -huh. But it goes straight from a liquid into a gas. Yes. So that's why you can't have it, right? Yes, and of course, uh, all the remaining water, or mm. that we can assume is water, no, it's it been, is actually it's been detected as water. Yeah, it's locked in either ice mm. or in, in the permafrost or in the poles. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, that actually, that's the majority of the deposits of ice, let's say. And there was actually a, uh, a NASA probe did actually land in that area, uh -huh. and it actually not only photographed but uh, exposed water ice so it definitely exists yeah but obviously it's locked up with the you know the, they call it regolith which is the the soil uh, the uh -huh. ground material 
Um, so yeah. Well, this all, those are some basic facts about yeah. Mars. We're exhausted now. We can't get yeah. anymore. There are many more. And now let's start to get into a bit of yeah, bit of these kind of uh, conspiracies and st- weird stories about Mars. Weird stuff, right? Shall I start? Start, with, yeah. Let's start with this one. Um, we came across this um, little Mars story back from the turn of the 20th century, basically. Uh-huh. And it was uh, around um, 1899 um, that Nikola Tesla, the very famous... Wasn't he Hungarian or something? Nikola Tesla, was he Hungarian? I think he was, wasn't he? Ooh, good question now. You're going to find out while I... I'll rub it. I think he was Hungarian. Uh Uh-huh. Anyway, Nikola Tesla, a very famous uh, engineer, scientist, shall we say. The Serbians, Serbian yeah. apologies to all Serbians there, sorry. Uh-huh. Um, a brilliant engineer and inventor. Actually, modern day Croatia, he was oh, born. Croatia, right. Is now Croatia, yeah. Um, anyway, he was doing some experiments around 1899 with radio, early radio, and... He was investigating atmospheric radial noise in uh, Colorado, in his Colorado Springs lab in the US. Uh-huh. And obviously this is a time when there's literally no radio on the Earth, obviously. This is, you know, new stuff, new tech. And he was actually, he's on the record as um, having picked up a repetitive signal um receiving a repetitive signal and obviously there were inverted commas no other transmitters on the planet so what was he picking up and in a in a 1901 interview uh, tesla said this is a quote of from tesla he said it was sometime afterward when the thought flashed upon my mind that the disturbances i had observed might be due to an intelligent control Although I could not decipher their meaning, it was impossible for me to think of them as having been entirely accidental. The feeling is constantly growing on me that I had been the first to hear the greeting of one planet to another. Uh huh. Nikola Tesla, there, folks. Yeah, you gotta well, believe he, it. He certainly did a lot of stuff. Very mm. sci-fi. Very. All this wireless transmission of power that he did, uh-huh. which is now been shown it wouldn't actually work as he thought but mm-hmm. nevertheless you know and all these big uh high and en- uh, high voltage setups he had yeah. with the cages and all this stuff he was a very clever guy and of course he invented the um ac dynamo mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah which uh changed the world actually. of course very clever man and now we know that he also picked up some signals well, he picked radio up signals Something. It could be anything. Yeah. But this is the conspiracy section, so we'll go with aliens. Yeah. Okay. So, Uh, next one. Next one, yeah. Uh, Again, it was... uh, Turn of the century. Century, yes. 1901. Yeah. Edward Charles Pickering, he was the director of the Harvard College Observatory, said that he received uh, a telegram from... The Lowell Observatory in Arizona. Now, Rafa, just a small interruption there yeah. for, for the iPhone generation. What is a telegram? 
Could you could you it, tell us? It's an app. <laughs> There's an app. For a that. messaging app. If- <laughs> I know because I have it installed. <laughs> okay. Look at that. Telegram. Good God. What does it what does it actually do? It's a messenger application. It's like some kind of messenger thing. Uh huh. Yeah, you have groups and people, and okay. you just talk, yeah. you know, for free. Let's say yeah. through your internet connection. So for the but, pe- for the people for the young people yeah. out there, a telegram was an early form of kind of text messaging, yeah. but it was done using like electric typewriters. Let I, I would say quoting instant <laughs> messaging <laughs> because it was it was very fast actually. Instead of sending a letter, a written letter by post that hmm. would take weeks to arrive to your destination mm. you were sending a telegram mm. and it was arriving within know, minutes within minutes and had you, to be transcribed and and then you'd go and collect it at the telegram office yes and of course it grew in the u.s of course with the railway network mm-hmm, you would mm-hmm. go to a station and, and there'd be a telegram there. operator yeah. there and it's a way of communication between yeah. stations yeah and then it grew into a, uh-huh. and of course, then they laid transatlantic cables, and you could send telegrams between countries. It was very expensive, mm-hmm. um, but you could do it. Yeah. So, well, after sorry, this cultural brief uh, sorry about for the telegram, it's fine. No worries. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, telegram. this telegram received from uh, the observatory in Arizona, it was saying that was confirming that Mars was trying to communicate with Earth. Unbelievable. And the text was something like, early in December 1900s, we received from Lowell Observatory in Arizona a telegram that a shaft of light had been seen to project from Mars. The Lowell Observatory makes a specialty of Mars, lasting 70 minutes. I wired this fax to Europe and sent out uh, neo-style copies through this country. The observer there is careful, reliable man, and there is no reason to doubt that light existed. It was given, as from well-known geographical point of Mars, that was all. Now, the story has gone the world over. In Europe, it is stated that I have been in communication with Mars, and all sorts of exaggerations have sprung up. Whether the light was, we have uh, no means of knowing whether it has intelligence or not, no one can say. It's absolutely inexplicable. And that's the first time I've ever seen that story. Yeah. I, I didn't know that story myself either it's until today. Fascinating, right? Yeah. So uh, a, now, be, a beam of light. Mm. But how, what, what would it take to beam light from one planet to another? Well, you might think a laser. A laser, right? Yeah. right? Well, I think it would have to be a laser to be visible at all, don't you think? Yeah, because I don't think that with a big mirror you can... <laughs> the size of the mirror... Like having <laughs> playing with the sun and let's focus it on Earth. <laughs> that's right. Somebody will pick it up. <laughs> let's try to burn an ant. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. They look ever so tiny from here. Yeah. It would have to be a laser of some kind, yeah. wouldn't it? If if it wasn't it. And of course, if that happened today, shall we say? Uh-huh. Um obviously with the communications technology we've got, they could probably get 10 observatories looking at it within Immediately. a minute, right? Yeah. Whereas, of course, in these 70 days, minutes. 70 minutes, long it's time. It's a right? long time. And unfortunately, because obviously communicating with other observatories was much more difficult then, probably they couldn't inform anybody fast enough no. to get somebody else to look at it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So obviously no corroboration, but... 
Yeah, we cannot really corroborate. Still fascinating. Yeah. So these are not really, um, this is not really a conspiracy as such, It's but it's an interesting Mars factoid. Yeah, uh, definitely. A Marsoid. Yes, and of course, Mars has been surrounded of all kind of conspiracies <laughs> yeah. and things about it has been already live. We actually, uh, when we talked about rogue uh, planets, alien life, oh, yeah. We mentioned about the uh, panspermium. We did. Yeah. And we talked about that there's also the theory or the possibility that some people uh, express mm-hmm. that actually that we Earth, are Martians. the life uh, from Earth came from Mars. Mm. We're practically Martians. We are Martians, yeah. 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 So, because of this and because of uh, the missions, the Viking missions mm. landing mm-hmm. on Mars in the 70s. Mm, 70s, I think. Yeah. 72, I think, was yeah. the one. I think the most... Uh, distinguishable or controversial image was the Sidonia face. Oh, the face on the, the yeah. face of Mars, right? Yeah. This uh, mountain. And, and certainly when you see the image, it's like, whoa, when you really see looks the, like a face. When you see the early images, but of course later they then photographed it from different angles and of course... You can see that there was a problem with lights. You but know. this is what we were talking about just before we recorded about, uh-huh. you know, why is it that we see this? Uh-huh. And it's related, obviously, to the uh, the reality that our brains are wired to uh, identify patterns. Yes, yeah, recognize patterns. And because it's a survival trait, like if there is a saber-toothed tiger in the reads you need a a brain that can pick it out from the merest of detail it's a you know and it's a survival mechanism that's grown up over millions of years obviously mm-hmm. um and this kind of thing like seeing jesus in coffee grounds or you know you know <laughs> the whole toast thing with no yeah, toast. in toast with a jam on it or something and you know people have reported seeing Various iconic images in all window reflections, all kinds of stuff, right? We've all seen them. The, the, uh, I think I saw one a few months ago of there was a taco or something that some <laughs> somebody in the US had, and it looked like, um, again, it's always famous people, right? Yeah. Why is it never anybody ordinary, right? Or, or maybe they do, but they don't care. It, we, <laughs> they go, yeah. Yeah. Uh, who knows who the yeah. fuck is Donald it? Trump rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, this we have this uh, gift or whatever yeah. that is very deceiving sometimes, mm-hmm. which is seeing patterns, isn't it? And this so, is a good example. The, the, this phase on Mars mm. started all kind of conspiracy about there being life in there. Yes, and that actually this uh, kind of phase was a way of trying to say, hey. Here we are, yeah. and there was a very there's a very good sci-fi film uh-huh. uh, based around that. Yeah, is it Mission to Mars? Mission to Mars, brilliant. Yes, where they enter from the side. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And they they find that guy who survived that uh, that disaster. Yeah, and he's growing stuff and all that. All brilliant. And movie, that. they were sending seeds. He gets that presentation like the movie of what happened. That's right. And they were sending like seeds, like spaceship seeds. And, and one, he went in one, didn't he? He went in one. Uh, and actually, he saw that one went to Earth. Yeah. And that's how Earth got yeah, its life on the planet. Yeah. It's all, it's all connected, uh-huh. right? So what else have we got in um, in the old conspiracy area? Uh, the pyramids? 
the pyramids aligned? Like, is the same alignment like on Earth? The pyramids yes. of Mars, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Or isn't the um, aren't the uh, there's a set of pyramids in Egypt somewhere that is meant when you look at it from above is the Orion star cluster. And that's the one, the yeah. Giza. Giza, isn't it? Uh-huh. The, the pyramids of Giza. And isn't it meant... Isn't that is the same... Uh, the same thing, yeah, right? Yeah, same we, thing. Who knows, right? Yeah. Interesting. And actually related to these two pictures that look something, there's a recent one about, remember, a woman, one of the rovers walking around Mars... Uh-huh capture an image of a rock with a shape like a woman that looked like it was... And a rather shapely woman at that. Yeah, uh, like... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she's on LinkedIn. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I'm sorry. The I'm sorry, sorry. It's fine, right. no worries. <laughs> and, well, another theory that uh, we saw was the one of Boss Aldrin. Oh, yes. He appeared even... I saw the video... Yeah. Uh, saying that there is a monolith yeah. on Phobos. Isn't there a photograph of it somewhere? There is, a, yes, yes. I, I, I think it. I've seen it, yeah. Or allegedly. But he goes saying that there is one there. But the thing is that there's also one in the moon. Which is... According to him. Do you know, that would make a fantastic subject for a, a movie, don't you think? Uh, so in the Mars surface, actually. Sorry, I was in, right. in the Mars surface. There's another one, and there is one on the Moon as well. Apparently. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. in that Japanese pro, that Japanese pro found showed, like that. and that was HD uh, movie imaging, so, imaging. Yeah, but it would make a good plot for a movie, wasn't it? Like a monolith well, on a planet. That's what I was mentioning before we started recording. That these monoliths uh, theories and uh, appearing everywhere. It, it's so much uh, space odyssey. Two thousand and one. Right? Yeah. 2001. That's, yeah. that's fiction, folks. Just in case you're wondering. Yeah, but that's why I was about to say that sometimes this information that we get mm. gets in our brains. And like yeah. you said, we recognize patterns, we recognize shapes. Yeah. We associate associate yeah. this info with... Well, it becomes a cultural meme, doesn't it? It, yeah. it starts to be... If you, you know the old saying, if you repeat something often enough, or uh-huh. if you repeat a lie often enough, it becomes... People believe it, right? Uh-huh. And that's how a lot of these conspiracy <laughs> yeah. theories perpetuate, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And there was another case, very weird one, no. uh, of somebody called George King. Oh, yeah. It was another man who claimed there was life on Mars, including mm. a number of other planets in the solar system. Mm. So he claims that in 1954, while washing some dishes, uh, a voice told him, prepare yourself. You're to become the voice of interplanetary parliament. Put the dish down. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what that soap. He <laughs> <laughs> should have read the bottle. It said, do not take into... <laughs> <laughs> Possible side effects. You but, may think you're... Yeah. But then it continues. Uh, a week later, mm. an unnamed uh, but supposedly world-famous uh, Swami mm. was reported to have entered King's locked apartment. Mm. King's claims that the Swami instructed him from uh, to form a group dedicated to helping the planet mm. and that the Swami further taught him in yoga, prayer, and meditation. Yeah. All good stuff. Yeah, and according to this guy, he, uh, this training enabled him to receive telepathic messages from Venus. Mm. Because Venus. that's where women come from, right? Well, they 
what did they call them? The Amazonians of Venus or something. They're, yeah. They are also very, very attractive ladies. Uh-huh. I've seen the movie. The, the, the funny part is that this guy actually rented a space in Caxton Hall in London yeah. in which he channeled his Cosmic uh, masters. masters. Cosmic Masters. Oh my God, this phrase is... Masters of the Cosmos. And recorded their messages based yeah. on this, uh, his experiences and messages. That's it. King founded that... The Ethereum Society. Society. Which is still going now, as far as I know. Yeah. Still exists. Oh. Yeah. And he also claimed that his mother traveled in a flying saucer... An event which was recounted in a uh, now famous BBC show, Document King's claims in the same show that uh, he channels an extraterrestrial in what must have been television gold at the time. Oh, I'd love to see that. Yeah. Of yeah. course, he has been discredited all around. And by everybody. Mainly by party pooper scientists. Scientists, yeah. Uh, scientists. What, what do they know, right? They, all they want is evidence all the time. Uh-huh. Right? <laughs> so... Well, yeah. This was another of the theories we have seen around. Uh, there is also one that the U.S. government on, uh, has been preparing from some time now for defending Earth from an alien invasion that is going to come from Mars. Yeah. And that, police. that reminds you a lot of movies. Huh? A lot of movies. Including yeah. that comedy, Mars Attacks. Oh, Mar- you wanted to get that reference in, didn't you? Oh, yeah, I wanted it. You like yeah. that movie, right? <laughs> That's where all they go is yak, 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 isn't it? Yak, 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 With the big uh-huh. goldfish bowl helmets. Well, yeah. Oh, and the gowns, right? Futurama style. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a good move, actually. Yeah. So, yeah. this is some of the... So Those are some of the stories, weird stories. I see the word reptile there. Oh, and yeah. And overlords in the same paragraph. Ah, yes. Uh, the reptile overlords. The reptile overlords oh, uh, yes. that are leading the... It's related to the New World Order thing. Yeah, it's all to do with that. I, I actually prefer our insect overlords, but, but you know, uh-huh. whatever. Right. So the theories will go on forever and ever. Yeah, we could be here all, all day, mm-hmm. right? We shouldn't. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't go on too much. But well, but you have another story. Yeah, this is uh, pretty weird. Um... President Eisenhower's granddaughter, in fact, I think it's great-granddaughter, Laura Eisenhower, Mm -hmm. she has made various statements that she was approached to be recruited for a Mars colony project. Mm -hmm. I think it was in 2007, I think it was. Uh Um, You can find it online um, in the, you know, more suspect areas of the internet. Or YouTube, as we call it. <laughs> and um, and apparently uh, she was recruited, or she, it was a, she was attempted to be recruited, and um, apparently the way that you actually get from Earth to Mars is not in a spaceship of any no. kind. It was actually what they call an Einstein-Rosen bridge, a wormhole. Like a wormhole. Like right? a wormhole. Like, yeah, um, yeah like Stargate. Uh-huh, right? uh-huh. What a coincidence. (laughs) (laughs) So um, she's obviously very um, convinced, obviously, that it is true. But she Uh also um, has made various statements about her great-grandfather, the president, and that one of the things she said was that um, 
there are documents that attest that President Eisenhower personally met with aliens, and I don't mean Mexicans, by the way. No. Uh, (laughs) uh, Met with aliens at Edwards Air Force Base, um, then known as Muroc Field, in February 1954, um, and that other possible meetings and had had other meetings and there were various obviously sightings of ufos um which is a very odd story right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and i think i mentioned to you earlier about one other odd story kind of along this line that i came across which was this uh british hacker mckinnon i think it was called uh-huh. that the u.s were trying to extradite uh for hacking the nasa computer systems he was looking for evidence of aliens or whatever it was ufos and i saw this uh thing on the internet obviously mm-hmm. um that purportedly said that one of the documents that he found and they showed the document in this piece that i found uh was a document from a u.s military outfit uh, that listed personnel for a project and it listed various, you know, like, uh, you know, kind of office of this and office of that. But at the bottom of the list, it said uh, a kind of name and then in brackets, non-terrestrial, <laughs> which is weird. Yeah. Well, you know, that could mean anything, right? Mm-hmm. That has Depends all... what they mean with non-terrestrial. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't think there's anything suspicious Maybe about they like the guy well. and they said, oh, this guy's out of it this world. totally non-terrestrial, that yeah. guy, right? Yeah. I think it was a popular saying back in the day, right? Yeah, it was. Anyway. Movies. Movies, right? Now, so many, right? Yeah, actually, there's a list, and we will put in the show notes Mm. a list of uh, movies related to Mars. We recommend you watch them all. If you can, yeah. Yeah. But we're going to mention today four. Like this. Oh, yes, because of your special mention, right? And Total Recall. Yeah. That uh, is, I think... Very iconic in the sense of uh, colonizing Mars, the technology of aliens to uh, melt the caps and create an atmosphere and so on. Terraforming Mars. Terraforming Mars, yeah. And that, of course, was based on a book uh, by Uh one of my all-time favorite authors, Philip K. Dick. And the book that he wrote was called We Can Remember It For You Wholesale. Uh And uh, obviously in the movie... Um, the guy played by um, the governator, uh-huh. he actually visits the uh, company we can remember for your wholesale uh-huh. um, in the movie. Otherwise, the the film is actually quite loosely based on the on the book. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The book is way weirder than uh, the movie. And of course, classic, War of the Worlds. Classic. It's right? a classic. A book by H. G. Wells. Yeah. We have mentioned even the. Uh, radio interpretation made the, by Orson Welles yeah, in what 1932 or yeah. something like that. Uh-huh. But of course, the the I think the the classic movie is the 1953 movie, which you know the one with the would, ships yeah, uh-huh. going on. I think that movie is yes, fantastic. it's a classic, absolute yeah. classic. But it was remade in 2005. 2005 with Tom Cruise. Tom, great movie, I thought. Was well, okay, yeah. Uh, we could have done with more car chases uh-huh. in it, but um, generally speaking, it was pretty good. Um, and there's another one called 
And? No, it's The War of the Worlds Next Century. Uh-huh. Is the name of the movie. The War of the Worlds Next Century. 1981. So it's like a second part, but it's actually a Polish film. Yeah. And uh, we should include a link to it because it looks quite weird. Yeah, it would be interesting to see it. Yeah, I don't know whether you can get it subbed into some kind of language we could understand. But uh-huh. and, and then, of course, The, the Martian, Martian, right? What a film. That, I think that was a very nice movie. I, I liked it. I love that movie. Yeah. As, a, as an engineer, uh-huh. I particularly like what I liked about it, obviously, was all the problems that he had to overcome. Overcome. Uh, whether it appeals to everybody, I don't know. But for me, it was like, wow. You know, uh-huh. Challenges. And we mentioned barely during the comments, Mars Attack, which, which is fun. You've had to mention it again. There yeah. you go. Uh, which, which is a good movie. <laughs> I think you were attracted to those gowns, I think, weren't you? Yeah. And the big uh, fishbowl. Yeah, right? and the big brains there. Yeah. <laughs> the big brains, right? So... Books. Books, right. Endless books, right. Mm-hmm. I'll start with the first one. A British author, Kim Stanley Robinson, very, mm-hmm. very well-known science fiction guy. He did a trilogy. Uh, we'll just cover one, which is Red Mars. And um, it is thought to be very realistic in terms of the science. Um, he actually created a, a trilogy Red Mars, Green Mars, Blue Mars. Uh And it was actually about terraforming Mars to make it suitable for um, for colonization as a kind of lifeboat scenario, right? Uh Um, But um, the story unfolds with uh, terrorism and all kinds of stuff. Um, And the trilogy won many, many awards um, the Nebula, the all of them, the Hugo, uh-huh. and one bit that isn't on there is that um, uh, these three books are rarely out of the top ten uh, sales for these kinds of books. Yeah, it is. It is a classic. I think we've said classic a lot uh-huh. today. I feel. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to wear that word out. We may need it in the future. Mm-hmm. I'll think of another word. <laughs> ne- next one next one is the Martian Chronicles Ray Bradbury cool I think book. it's a it's classic <laughs> again fantastic yeah and did Ray Bradbury write Stranger in a Strange Land was that Ray Bradbury uh, I think so I think it was Ray Bradbury and that is another fantastic uh huh so in general the book is about uh, humans conquering Mars mm. lot of mystery elements uh you know it's about the life, the things that the colonies yeah. had to go through. Uh, but something weird happens when they get there, right? Yes. Very weird. that they, uh, The human expedition arrives and they find what appears to be a Midwest town. Yes. And that was the weird part, actually. <laughs> it got very weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... Actually, you know, now that we're saying, mentioning this... Yeah. It reminds me of the new series uh, appearing on, on TV. Yeah. Which uh, no doubt I can't get. Oh, Westworld, right. Yeah, I yeah. saw the first two episodes already. Any good? Yeah, yeah. I liked it. Very yeah. interesting. Actually, I think that was on Amazon, actually. I might try and watch that. It just started, yeah. 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 You've seen the original movie, obviously. Westworld. Westworld. The movie. Oh, with Yul Brynner. No. <laughs> you gotta, I haven't seen it. You've got to watch it, man. I have to, yeah. yeah. I will. It is. Promise. Of its time. Yeah. Um... But it's where it all came from. And I think it was 
based on a book, I think, mm-hmm, maybe mm-hmm. by a French guy. Or was that, or was that Planet of the Apes? Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I think Planet of the Apes was a French guy. Shall I do the last one? Do the next one, yes. Uh, the last book is another <laughs> very good book. I'm yeah. not going to waste yeah. that other word on it. Um, I'm, I think this guy's British, but he might be American, Greg Bear. Uh, he's written some fantastic sci-fi, but he wrote this particular book, Moving Mars. And uh-huh. what is different about this book is is how they uh, want to go about changing um, changing the, their destiny, or that is the people on Mars want to go about changing their destiny. And without giving a spoiler... Um, I'd just like to say that the um, the core of what goes on in the book is in the title. Mm-hmm. So it is a very unusual story plot, um, and there is a kind of a, there is a kind of a terrorism stroke scientific radicalism group. Um, mm-hmm. Very interesting, and that also won. Um, a Nebula Award for Best Novel in the 90s, I think, mid-90s, I think it was. Uh-huh. Anyway, three very interesting books, four very interesting yeah, movies. Yeah, for you to search. As always, check in the show notes. And a whole bunch of weird mm-hmm. stuff. There there are links, the links for the books yeah. are directly linked to Book Depository, free mm-hmm. shipping all around the world. Boom, boom. And we're not getting paid to say that. Actually, we could get... We might get a small commission if you buy a book from oh, those links. Might we? Yeah, we got recently approved to be... Uh, I uh, look forward to my paycheck. Yeah, I hope so too. <laughs> We're all looking forward yeah. to a paycheck, right? No, but that's, uh, you know, it's that good, could help us a bit in the production of the show. Absolutely. We, we could afford better special effects. Oh, yeah. yeah. You may have noticed we haven't got any. <laughs> right? No, except the ones we do with our mouths. Yeah, we're, you know... We're a couple of beatbox guys, the uh-huh, pair of uh-huh. us, but we don't we don't brag about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah, is that it? I think that's it. Yeah, that's it for today. For this episode, for and this one. next time we cover the science, right? The science one, and we're going to talk about the project from Elos, uh, Elon, Elon Musk, Musk and some from, other stuff, uh, right? Mars One, and so on. Yeah, there is other yes. projects as well, and we're going to talk about what could be the problems we're going to face yeah. while being in Mars. Yeah. Other than rust. Yes, of course. Which is clearly going to get into everything, right? For sure. It's unavoidable. Uh-huh. Right? Anyway. Okay. There's going, to be, there's going to be a big requirement for doing a lot of dusting, I think. Mm-hmm. So you have to have your personal vacuum cleaner or something. You'd have to have it on your back. That's, you know, yeah. small oxygen cylinder, big vacuum cleaner. <laughs> a Dyson, I yeah. think, would do it. Right? Okay. Yeah. I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting carried away. And now that we will try to mute uh, Carl's microphone. <laughs> Carl is being led away yeah. to have his medication. Uh, <laughs> my name is Rafael Ruiz, and we're going to talk to you next week down the road. All names, sounds, logos, and other related items are owned by their respective trademark and copyright holders. This podcast is a production of Dark Mind Radio. Go to darkmindradio.com to find out more. All rights reserved, Dark Mind Radio 2016.